Ladies and gentlemen, if you're not aware, if you have not categorized what that sound means, if that doesn't give you a call back to a moment in your life, that was an exhale from a man who is high off of marijuana. I'm high, baby. I'm high, baby. I'm back. Nothing important podcast. Brand new motherfucking episode. Baby in the living room watching Encanto. Everything is normal. She watches that movie too goddamn much. Um, before that, I, I, I was actually watching some fucking shows on YouTube. And um, just thinking about the fucking future, man. My daughter's about to be two years old in March. And it's an incredible thing. and An incredible undertaking being a parent. But... Just like the anticipation for every stage of her life. Because that's just how my brain works. I anticipate, not in a negative way. Uh, You know, I'm thinking positive, ladies and gentlemen. What I mean is just understanding that from two to three years old, from three to four years old, from four to five, six to ten. You understand what I'm saying? There's going to be huge leaps in her development naturally. And uh, what she doesn't uh, evolve in, that would be my fucking fault. I have to be a parent. And this seems very fucking simple to anybody who doesn't have a child. But once you have the child, you start recognizing that you're fucking raising them. (laughs) That if they turn out to be a mush brain retard, that's on you. And uh, I was watching YouTube and looking at some guy that did a great job with his fucking child. The guy looks like he's moderately successful. I'm assuming that he lives somewhere in the south. He had like an anecdotal story in this video I was watching about Atlanta Airport. It has a southern accent. I think it's fucking safe to assume so. The video was not about him. The video was a Zoom call. He was in the background. It was between his daughter and a guy that is on YouTube that uh, his channel, his shtick, is basically he goes around and does various uh, things. It's, it's, it's different content, video to video, all kind of surrounding the premise that he speaks like fucking 30 goddamn languages. He's, he's considered a polyglot. That's the name of it. Um, somebody who speaks a lot of fucking languages. And I call those people nerds. No. Uh, I wish I spoke languages. You know, I still have the opportunity. I can't just blame my, my mother for being neglectful. You know, having Spanish as her first language, not teaching it to me. Um, I could go and learn a language, but I'm a lazy son of a bitch. So what I do is I watch the YouTube videos... And I try to put myself not in the shoes of his daughter because I'm a, I'm a grown-ass man. This guy was way older than me, but it, I'm closer to his age than her age. I don't know. He might be older. I don't know. But um, I put myself in his shoes. And it's this wonderful video where this this guy, he's this famous YouTuber, and he speaks a ton of languages. And he's basically just testing this young girl on her proficiency of various languages. I think they went through 20 languages. And she not only speaks them more fluently, close to a native speaking level than the guy who's fucking famous on YouTube. She not only does that, but she can read and write all these fucking languages. The little kid has a fucking gift. And kudos to the daddy for having the resources and the wherewithal to identify what his child was gifted at and invest in that. There's so many parents on this fucking planet since the beginning of goddamn time that they have a preconceived notion of what their child should be when they're an adult. And what do they do? They want to either live through their fucking kid. You know, they have a kid and maybe the kid is a little bit tall, has a little bit of weight on their body. And they want to have their fucking NFL dreams through that child. And the child is gay. You understand what I'm saying? It's not a great, 
not a great mix, you know, but people do this. They try to live through their children or they try to mold their children to be some ideal that they think is attractive or would be deemed successful in society because of their own biases and experiences and preferences. And you shouldn't fucking do that as a parent. What you should do is be an observer. Yes, we have to raise our children. Yes, we have to mold our children. Yes, we have to be there on a day-to-day goddamn basis and make sure they're not, you know, rude and make sure they're not lazy and make sure they're well-mannered, all that and motherfucking all that. You got to be in control for all those things, but you can't control who your kid is. You can't. So kudos to this goddamn father. He identified, I don't even, they, they gave some weird ass, like anecdotal story. They were in the airport and the daughter was like, I guess she was like the fucking kid from The Shining. She has like telepathic powers. Somehow she amassed a small crowd around her when she was 11 years old and started speaking everybody's language. I don't know what, they said it was Atlanta. I didn't know that many cultures were in Atlanta. I didn't know that that many languages. It just sounds like Atlanta's full of uh, military people and Georgians and, and people coming down to party or transplant. You, you fucking get it. I didn't know that there were so many languages, and this little girl was like a magnet for them. She's, he went to go buy a coffee and a crumb cake. He comes back, and she was starting a cult at 11 years old, and he identified this shit <laughs> and didn't just sit on his hands and say, oh, my God, my daughter's talented. Nigga, we made it. That's not what he did. That's not what he did. He went, and I'm assuming he invested in her education in a way that she can develop this brilliant mind. She has a gift with language. And um, it's a beautiful and inspiring thing to see. Now, I was watching this with my child right next to this, right next to me and appreciating everything this father did. But I, I'm not going to make the mistake of as a viewer and a fan of what I'm witnessing, think that that's going to be my child. I have to sit back and observe. And when I see her naturally curious about certain subjects or crafts or Uh, Just any road that she wants to take, I can look and inspect what she has a natural gift at, what she's naturally inclined toward, and that's what I would invest in. That's what I would spend time trying to help her cultivate. And that's called being a good fucking parent, ladies and gentlemen. Not beating your kids, making them learn piano if they don't want to fucking learn piano. You know what I mean? Not whipping them in their fucking back because they might not be great at math. You know, it's just observing and seeing where your child shines. And then you water that plant. Very fucking simple. Life could be so easy. Work smart, not hard. Isn't that on a fucking bumper sticker or a t-shirt? I didn't invent it. Um, I am high. I don't know if that's coming across on the fucking recording. I was smoking some marijuana. Um, I love weed. <laughs> you can't do this all the fucking time. It is like, you know, what the, the thing about weed is as advertised, there's a lot of drugs and I wouldn't even say just drugs. There's a lot of experiences in this human life that it, by, from ear by story, you may hear many interpretations. Maybe there's a consensus interpretation of that experience or that drug. And once you actually experience it for yourself, it always seems to be radically different than what everybody considers it to be, you know? People could try to tell you about sex if you never had sex. And then when you have sex, you're like, oh, that's very fucking different than I thought. (laughs) That's not what they were talking about. Same thing with a lot of things in this world. Weed is not like that. Weed is exactly as it's advertised. (laughs) It's exactly as it's advertised. It's pretty harmless. Uh, 
except for the fact that it's not fucking harmless. It is harmless in very subliminal ways. It's not going to fuck your body up if you, you know, if you're not a fucking vagina and you're not counting the smoke inhalation. Big deal. People fucking smoke. Um, If you're not considering that as like a negative consequence, it doesn't really fuck your body up that bad. I imagine if you smoke too much of this new weed that they got in Los Angeles and really anywhere in the nation now that is decriminalized. I imagine if you smoke too much of that, that can probably induce psychosis. I'm pretty sure there's some shit that I smoked on the fucking West Coast that made me go crazy. I'm pretty sure, you know, but if you just smoking a little bit of regular marijuana, it's not bad. And the symptoms are as advertised. You're going to be a little bit out of it. You know, you're out of your the, the natural framework of your mind, the natural box that you draw conclusions from and interpretations and uh, basically just witness and observe with, you get out of that slightly. It's not like you're a different fucking person, but things may be magnified, may have some more weight on them. Um, Your mind is a little bit different. On top of that, it's like, uh, it is really a I don't give a fuck drug. That's what it is. Alcohol is in the same category, but alcohol can get very fucking dangerous. Alcohol is a I don't give a fuck drug. It's a your balls grow four inches in circumference. <laughs> when you have enough alcohol for any man out there, even women. Women get like a little, you know what I'm saying? These little bumps on the bottom of their clitoris that look like microscopic balls. When you drink enough alcohol, people get courageous. They get brave. You know, it, 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 you can consider that somewhat a truth serum. The truth comes out. Marijuana is like less of the erratic emotions, but the disposition, the foundation of like, I really don't give a fuck. I'm not really stressing right now. You know, that that's weed. Once again, by dosage and by the shit you smoking. If you smoking this laboratory shit, yes, you can get fucking paranoid and you can go crazy. Uh, but if you smoke some regular fucking weed, ladies and gentlemen, grow up, grow up, go get some, some smoking papers, get some normal weed. Just get some normal fucking weed. You don't have to have the, the fancy names. Doesn't You don't have to worry about this indica sativa. You're not going to be smoking that much of it. And roll that in some white paper. Just to, <sighs> That's it. You don't got to do much else. And you'll be fucking relaxed. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, it's funny, too, because we are living in a time of great transition. 2023. I am that guy. I've had this podcast for, what, six months, five, six months, and I'm always calling out the year. 2023, obviously, it's the new fucking year. It's Jan- the beginning of January, but I like to do that. I like to timestamp with the year uh, with the hopes that when the Armageddon happens, I've fucking given this pre- premise a thousand times, um, but when the Armageddon does happen, maybe somebody finds my iPhone in the, the wreckage, in the rubble, in the ruins, and they get to have the perspective of a Puerto Rican that 2023 anyway i was talking about uh 2023 i was was saying that um we are existing in a great time of transition it i I meant that in terms of like i was talking about the weed shit it's like everybody does have these negative connotations not everybody i don't think anybody fucking has negative connotations for marijuana now but there are some negative consequences to smoking on a consistent basis don't get me fucking wrong it's more so, I think there's an issue with um, like dosage 
of a lot of things that we fucking do in this lifetime. Like everybody's still cool with drinking alcohol, even though it is literal liquid poison, even though it is known to fuck your organs up, dry your skin out, make your hair fall out. It's a fucking bad thing, but it makes you feel good and everybody's on board with it. So they, they have all their justifications. That being said, there is a level where you can have drinks in your life and it not completely destroy your fucking life. Barring that you are working out, that you're taking care of yourself, that you are maintaining your mental health and you're not using the alcohol as a uh, medication, right? Then I think there's a healthy way to enjoy some of these things in your life in moderation, of course. Uh, Weed is one of those things where now it's turning into like, you know, people are looking at it as less dangerous, but there's always that immediate overcorrection. And I think that's a problem. It's like immediately after shit gets decriminalized, everybody's just, not to say niggas didn't smoke weed a lot before, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? But I feel like that kind of leans into uh, overall consensus that there's nothing wrong with smoking weed. And that's not true. That's not true. You don't want to fucking smoke weed every day. I'm a dad. It is Sunday. Tomorrow's Martin Luther King Day. I'm chilling. <laughs> so me smoking some weed today is not going to be detrimental uh, to my child's upbringing. Uh Plus the f- fact that I, you know, I beat my wife and I tell her, you take care of the kid, but no. Um, but I think about that. I'm like, we are in a time of transition with a lot of different, <sighs> there's, a, there's many things that are consensus thoughts. There's many things that are considered by most people to be universally understood and true, whether that be scientifically, medically, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And a lot of things that unfolded in the last two, three years have caused not only a division in opinions, a greater groove of division in opinions as it pertains to like medical expertise and understanding, but I think it, it it's kind of bringing around like more dissent in the average individual to question what is healthy? What is, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I like to lean into the... You know, I'm not a fucking doctor. I got to preface my statements. I don't want the banner at the bottom of my goddamn podcast where people are telling me, oh, you know, if you, you, you want to avoid hurricanes, uh, get vaccinated. I don't want I don't want to see all that shit. I don't want to see all that shit. What I will say is that I am a big believer that the number one killer is stress. Now, if you're in the hood, fuck what I just said. <laughs> the number one killer is drugs and bullets. But, um, you know. If you, you, you live a normal life, if you carry a normal life day to day, the number one killer is stress. I think people stress too much. I don't think it's the alcohol. I don't think it's the substance. I think all of those things are mechanisms for us to run away from psychological stress. Like I was just reading this article, this woman in Georgia, actually, and she just died at 114. I don't got the fucking specifics. I was just reading the article. It's a nice little clickbait tearjerker. You know what I'm saying? Instead of clickbait dick jerker. Clickbait tearjerker. I'm trying to be healthy, right? Um, and I'm reading this article, and it's just talking about her, her sister, who is not too much younger than her, but young enough to be able to take care of her old 114 year old ass. And so her sister's her number one caregiver, and how they feel so blessed for her to be. That's an incredible age, 114. I think I was talking about that last episode. I was talking about um. You know that I want to find the fucking fountain of youth in Puerto Rico. <laughs> and I wasn't high then and I'm high now. Tell me how that fucking works. Um, but 
Yeah, last episode I was talking about that, but I gave the hypothetical premise, would you rather? Isn't that a great way to pick up a girl on the street? Give her a would you rather question. You know, illusion of choice. And then you throw the, the bag over her head and throw her in the trunk. Uh, and it, you guys get the fuck. Um, would you rather be physically and mentally, uh, internal, external, your body and your mind, 25 years old, and die at 75, that means you would never age after 25 years old. You would look how you looked at 25. You could obviously lose weight. You could obviously take care of yourself. You could obviously turn into a fat piece of shit, but your genes are locked in to 25-year-old self until you're 75, but at 75, like a fucking Cinderella story, the clock hits 12, the slippers turn into some fucking dirty moccasins, and you, you die. You take the big dirt nap. Would you rather that, or would you rather... Uh, live to 150 but you, with the natural decaying process <laughs> and everybody would pick live until 75 and look in 25 right everybody would fucking pick that i guess you know i don't know some people want to get old but um i was thinking about this lady's fucking 114 years old how does she look firstly uh or, or, her faculties cannot be fucking intact <laughs> This lady has to be like oscillating in and out of this fucking spiritual world. Um, there's no way that she's all, you know, sharp at 100 years old is like, oh, my God, they can still speak and they know what foods they like. That guy is fucking sharp. That's sharp at 100 years, 114 years old. <laughs> if she knows where her ass is to scratch it, I'm giving her a fucking uh, a golden star. That's old. 114 is fucking old. Very old. But God bless it, man. You know what I'll say? If the option was not there for me to stay 25 years old until I'm 75, I'm going to die at 150. I'll fucking melt. I will torture my great-great-grandchildren. <laughs> Hopefully I'm rich, ladies and gentlemen, and I can hold their position in the will over their head for them to feed me applesauce until they're 75 years old. You understand what I'm saying? I will be an old, selfish bastard and make young nurses wipe my ass. Um... That's interesting. I find that funny. I'm thinking about this now. Like, people commit suicide. <laughs> Is there like, <laughs> statistically, I got to look this up. The age at which people, like the, the, the rate of suicide dramatically drops off. What is that age? <laughs> Where you're just so beat down by life, you're like, ah, I'm not going to kill myself anymore. I'm just going to fucking wait it out. You know? Or maybe that sadistic urge gets satisfied because you just melt. You know, <laughs> the need and the want to fucking murder yourself just dissipates because your life is death. Um, Jesus Christ, what am I saying? Uh, <laughs> I'm high. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I don't know what by what age is like suicide dramatically the rate of suicide dramatically drop off because I feel like there is like a sweet spot in which people are young enough to not know how long life is. And their immediate circumstance that may very well be extremely painful. Um, the combination of their short-sightedness and that naivety and the extremity of whatever pain that they're perceiving or whatever perceived pain, that could all... You know what I'm saying? There's probably a sweet spot. There's probably a number by which most people age, what most people kill themselves. And I imagine, I like to imagine that once you get older that drops off considerably. I would hope so. 
it could also be the opposite effect. It could be like the older you get, the more shit you see, and the the, the easier it would be for you to fucking get. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The easier it would be. I don't know. I don't fucking know. I'm 30. I feel like I've seen a lot. I feel like I've been exposed to a lot. And there, there's also this like little devil on my shoulder that's whispering to me. This is how brutal the reality of knowing too much is. You know, the devil on my shoulder doesn't say, hey, keep on. Keep on testing it out. Keep on looking for new shit. Keep on trying to learn. Uh, he says, chill out. You know, I've been there. I've been to hell. It's not sweet. Stop Stop trying to figure it out. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like I, I have more learning to do. Um, yeah. What the fuck am I talking about? Um, <laughs> that's the beauty of marijuana, man. Marijuana, man. You know what I really enjoyed, though? I was watching that polyglot shit. The guy is just like testing this little 13-year-old girl. Video ends. Next video pops up on his channel. And he's in like... This is like Amsterdam. Somewhere over there. And the vibe was so fucking chill. Like people were dressed how they wanted to dress. It wasn't like all brand name shit. Nobody was walking around like they were in a goddamn fashion show. It didn't look like vanity was at the, the height of their society. People just appeared... Uh, less self-conscious. Just from the, you know, the video that I was watching, he's just walking around. People looked a little bit more relaxed. There are cities, there are areas in this country that are like that. New York is one of those places. The external force of strangeness and <laughs> hamster wheel depression would overcome the the natural temptations people have to be vain or over consider situations or like be in their head a lot. It's like your external world is so electric that it kind of snaps people out of you know you go to other places like los angeles where you have all this time on your fucking hands and people have been socially distanced since 1994 like you know what i mean like there's just the landscape out there <laughs> you're not running into a lot of people if you don't force yourself to and i feel like th that's one of those places where people are a little bit more uptight maybe even more so like misinterpret uh somebody else's intent or can grow to be a little bit sensitive to when people are like attacking them. I don't know what it is. You know, I'm not, I'm not a fucking psychologist, right? But I just noticed that shit, like just observing. And this guy was in this video and he's in this place and I believe it was Amsterdam. And they're like, he's just walking around the park. People look so fucking chill. And he was doing this challenge where he was like, he had a t-shirt that says, if, you, if I can't speak your language, I'll give you five bucks. As you can imagine, a lot of young people came up to him with strange foreign languages, and he was giving out $5, even though he's a polyglot. He speaks like 30 languages. He don't speak them all, bitch. And um, just looking at like the, the immense amount of cultures, the general, maybe I'm like overreading, but it seemed like people were pretty competent, like emotionally mature. I'm, I'm looking for that vibe, man. I'm looking for that fucking vibe, like less self-consciousness, less... You know, I think everybody should just smoke weed. <laughs> I think everybody, we should do that as like an experiment, you know? And this is, if somebody took my fucking ideas, they would ruin this country. But this would be interesting. Like if we didn't have a president, but we had like a cult leader and uh, <laughs> the cult leader got into power because uh, unlike every other person who's been in power in this country, which America's 
obviously the the leader of America allegedly or is the president allegedly and um we've had that system since our inception but let, let's just say that we transitioned into a cult leader he rose to power because unlike all the presidents that have led in this nation he wasn't just like a he wasn't bought you know it wasn't lobbyists that put him in that position of power and he's like a spokesman atypical politician who's just like doing what he's told rather it was a cult leader that really solved the problems of the country really gave people a fucking fair shake um and intelligently figured out a way for like the, the entire nation to enjoy the fruits of everybody's labor not in a socialist way not like everybody gets a piece uh, equal share not like that but just how other countries have done it where they've lowered the the values on materialism and marketing to people to buy very expensive shiny things when they can't afford it and put more onus on like education and expanding the mind and you know um <laughs> I'm a fucking moron um yeah, I, I just want a, a cult leader to come about and, and make those changes happen. And you see how sweet that all fucking sounds. Utopic society, but it is a cult leader. It is a fucking cult leader. And they're going to do some weird shit. And the weird shit they do, besides having like a man bun and a, and a toga, um, they're going to broadcast themselves on everybody's device in America. And it's going to be a mandated weed hour. And it's not going to happen every fucking day. It's not going to happen... Every month, it's going to be two times a year, like the summer and the winter solstice on the, the longest day of the year <laughs> and the shortest day of the year. Everybody's going to have to hit that motherfucking blunt. You don't got to get crazy. It's going to be an age requirement, 18 and older. But you're going to have to hit the shit twice. <laughs> and we'll see what the fuck happens, man. We'll see what the fuck happens. They do government shutdowns for a goddamn week. I imagine if everybody got high for a couple hours, we'd be okay. I think we'd be okay. I think it would give like a mellow perspective. And it would also unplug people who have been geared into this position of giving a fuck for like 30, 40 years. There's a lot of people in society <laughs> that they just run on one gear and that gear is give a fuck way too much. You call those people anal retentive. You call those people successful. No. Um, you get it. Like... Just something to mellow people out, man. I don't know. And this is what marijuana does as well. I imagine there are microscopic, imperceptible uh, organisms that are highly intelligent, that are, they're, they're right now they're in my brain, walking on the surface of my brain and fucking with the, uh, the neurons in my brain and misfiring signals to persuade me to advocate for marijuana. So they can further its race. Because that's how that shit works, right? It's a parasitic microorganism. I'm just making it up, ladies and gentlemen. I don't fucking know what I'm talking about. But that's what weed does. That's what weed does. If you ain't high, get a little bit high. Tomorrow's Martin Luther King Day. For everybody who's talking shit online about Martin Luther King, suck a dick. Suck a dick. I would just say this. I'm not going to talk about my favorite speeches. I'm not going to give you his fucking resume. I'm not going to talk about the fact that he's a child prodigy. I'm not going to talk about the fact that how jaded have you fucking gotten? How jaded and upset and bitter are you? Are you in your life that you're judging a man that did the fucking best he could? He was a human goddamn being. But he had a positive fucking message. 
and you want to call him Michelle, you want to say he was a CIA operative, whatever the fuck it was. I love MLK to the day I goddamn die. I got no shit to talk about him. He was a human being. I think he was great at what he fucking did. And I'll say one thing about the guy, and I'll say this about any guy. You have to allow people room to grow. You have to allow people room to grow. Do not judge a man on what he did when he was 22 years old, 15 years old, 10 years old when he was in the fucking fourth grade because that makes you stupid. You're not looking at the world in reality. Everything is constantly changing. That is the only constant. That's the only fucking thing you can bet on. I'm sorry for everybody who's sponsored by BetMGM, but most of you guys that get on that fucking app, you're going to lose all your goddamn money. What you can bet on is change. People change. People grow. They evolve. They learn new things. Their perspective shifts. Don't judge people. On certain instances, Martin Luther King, for everybody out there who's a motherfucking hater and want to throw all this dirt on his goddamn name, consider he was a human being, and maybe go look up who he was talking about before he got fucking shot. Do that, you judgmental horse. For anybody who is a continual listener to Nothing Important Podcast, please get high. Do me a favor. Go on to the Instagram. Like the post, like the reels. Until tomorrow.